0: And welcome to the podcast version of COS Live, a weekly program keeping you up to date on the Article 5 movement working to reclaim liberty in America. You can watch the original live broadcasts on Convention of States Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and X. And now, here's COS Live.
1: Welcome to another edition of COS Live. My name is Andrew Lusch. I will be your host for this episode. And as you can see, I don't have my co-host, Rita Peters. Fortunately, she was unable to make the program, but she'll be with us next week. Uh, we have a, a great show lined up for you. Uh, um, on COS Live, we often feature Convention of States endorsers like Steve Dace, Pete Hegseth, Jenna Ellis, or Congressman Chip Roy, or senior advisor like Michael Ferris or Rick Santorum. Uh, but we also interview the on-the-ground heroes who are doing the real work to get us to a convention and to save the republic. We love to put a spotlight on the citizen activists because they are doing whatever it takes. They believe in America and they believe in the Convention of States movement, and they put in sometimes dozens of hours uh, hours a week uh, um, to help grow the grassroots. Today, we're going to celebrate the greatest volunteer in history with us, Sammy Hammers of Texas, passed from this world just a few weeks ago uh, from a brain tumor, but she fought every day of the year to save the American Republic. We're going to interview one of her friends on the Convention of States Texas team, the state director, Darren York, to help us tell her story and honor an American legend. Uh, Perhaps no books will be written about her, but her importance to our efforts cannot be overstated. We're going to do a new edition of COS Now so that you stay up to date with everything Convention of States. We also have the COS mailbag, so drop us a comment or a question below and we'll get you featured. But before we get to all of that, of course, we have our Article 5 trivia giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, over to you. Thank
2: you, Andrew. I hope that you guys who know Darren York are excited to see him today because he is a mentor with Convention States. He's such a contributor. What a servant leader. He is. It's going to be great to see the show today. And I'm glad to be here because, of course, it's fun to give stuff away and to test your minds on Article 5 Trivia. So the first thing I'm going to do is tell you what I'm going to give away. And we have, believe it or not, we only have about five or eight of these left in the warehouse. It is a cool hydro flask type stainless steel vacuum bottle. It's really amazing. It'll keep your drink cold, cold for like 24 hours, hot for 12 hours, You can drink this way. It also comes with another cap, so if you're not one that likes flip caps, you can have two waterproof caps. They're really cool. So if you get the answer today, you get the prize. Otherwise, go to shopconventionestates.com, and we will see what's left at the store, because we're running out of a very popular item. Okay, it's time to move on to trivia. I'm excited about this one, and in November, it's a great time to talk about the fact that on November 20th, the anniversary of the official submission of the very first Article V application is commemorated. 235 years ago on November 20th, 1788. My question, which state submitted the very first Article V application? Remember, this isn't the first COS application because our movement started in 2013. This goes way back to 1788. I'll be back at the end of the show to answer the question, and you're going to love hearing about this state, the very first one. Let's see who gets it. Don't forget to keep putting your comments in. It makes people very intrigued by the show when there's participation, and you guys really matter. You guys know, and I can only imagine the flood of answers we're going to get to this question. In the meantime, I'm going to turn it back to you, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Mike. It's that time again. Time to see some history being made. It's the latest edition of CUS Now.
0: Last week, an important endorsement was announced for Convention of States. The endorser? None other than Dr. Kevin Roberts, the president of the Heritage Foundation. In a groundbreaking statement, Roberts says, quote, We have a limited window of opportunity left to save our republic. I call on the states to pass the Convention of States resolution, which just might be our last best hope, unquote. This exciting news comes on the heels of positive articles from heritage scholars thomas jipping and john malcolm the latter of which called cos quote a worthy cause In a recent edition of cos at home dr roberts had this to say i i knew
3: that maybe at some point the country would reach a stage where as my friend tom Lindsay at, at texas public policy says a big advocate for convention of states this is the last best constitutional hope to save our republic i asked six or eight of my colleagues to go down to the simulation y'all were kind to have us and i said guys come back and you know give me the the honest to goodness assessment of what you believe because you know my bias i want this thing to happen tomorrow that is a direct result of of that simulation that we're going to be really supportive of your
0: effort moving forward the article 5 convention simulation is clearly paying dividends building momentum ahead of the 2024 legislative sessions to get an inside look at the simulation hosted by cos foundation a 15-minute short film will be released on november 21st at 6 p.m eastern across convention of states platforms this live premiere is the first of its kind for cos and will be viewable at conventionofstates.com forward slash sim meanwhile longtime editorial columnist Cal Thomas has penned an op-ed lending his support, he writes, quote, "...failing to renovate a government in need of more than a paint job to cover up its many flaws can lead to dysfunction, an ultimate collapse, which will be our future if we don't act soon. It would appear there is only one way to fix this, and that is the movement called the Convention of States, established by we the people to put government back inside the boundaries established by our founders." Unquote. He goes on to quote from the COS website and even gives an update on our progress. Citizen activists are staying busy everywhere. The Pennsylvania team has been recruiting signers at gun shows and a medical freedom event with Dr. Robert Malone. Meanwhile, Louisiana volunteers collected over 300 petition signatures at an air show. In related news, the Convention of States Massachusetts team has surpassed 27,000 petitions all time. And finally, Convention of States Action is pleased to announce the launch of Project POTUS. Which presidential candidates have endorsed Convention of States or support an Article 5 convention? So far, Governor Ron DeSantis and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. Swami have announced their official endorsement, while Larry Elder has written in favor of our movement. We believe all the candidates should support COS to stop federal overreach and unleash American flourishing. Citizens are encouraged to follow the candidates' campaign stops and ask them in person on the campaign trail, or tag candidates on social media, asking them to endorse Convention of States. Learn more at conventionofstates.com forward slash Project POTUS. And now, you're up to date with Convention of States.
1: Thank you, Producer G, for that wonderful montage and keeping us up to date. So many good things that are happening in right now with Convention of States. I, I want to comment on Heritage Foundation because that is just amazing to see the president of Heritage giving such a powerful, formal endorsement, which you can find on our endorser page. I, I highly encourage you to go read that again and just look through it and, and to watch that COS at Home webinar with Jonathan Viad. It's, it's just a, a huge moment for Convention of States having Heritage Foundation endorse our organization and to to accurate, accurately say that this is the last constitutional hope for saving the republic. We've seen that elections aren't going to get us to where we want to be. Of course they're important, but every time we have an election, a new person comes in and it's business as usual. Debt continues to go up, politicians still spend 20, 30 years in Washington DC and Washington DC accumulates more power in DC taking power away from the people. It doesn't matter who is in office. There, it does, shuffling the deck chairs of, of Congress or the swamp is not going to get us where we need to be. It has to be a movement from outside, has to be a movement from we the people. And this is the only constitutional mechanism that is strong enough to stop Washington DC in its tracks and return power to we the people. So incredible stuff happening around the nation right now. Project POTUS has begun. So cool to see that we have at, at, we have two supporters or two uh, endorsers of Convention of States who are running for president right now, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ronswamy. So cool to see that. If you are following the campaign trail, please go out there and talk to these presidential candidates. Ask if they support Convention of States and if they support um, the people and their efforts to rein in the federal government. Well, we have more things to get to. Let's go over to Darren York, who is the state director for Convention of States, Texas. Joining us today, we have Darren York. He is the uh, co-state director for Convention of States, and he handles the ministry and mentoring side, uh, uh, working with the team there in Texas. Darren, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Uh, How are you doing today, sir?
3: I'm doing very well. Thank you for for asking. And it's a pleasure to join you today, especially talking about the subject that we have in front of us.
1: Yes, today we're honoring the memory of an incredible dedicated member of the Convention of States Grassroots Army. Uh, We're talking about Sammy Hammers. So tell us first, Aaron, who was Sammy and how did you get to know her and what was the impact that she had on the Texas team?
3: Well, Sammy Hammers is uh, I I can't think of a better word to exemplify Sammy on the Texas team. And I think even on a national stage, she was truly an icon Uh, and she had a very iconic presence here in the state of Texas. Uh, She began at the very beginning uh, with uh, COS here in Texas, trying to get the resolution passed for the first time, which we accomplished in 2017. Um, but she was famous for her red, white, and blue stars and stripes uh, cowboy hat that she wore at the Capitol uh, on the steps. Uh, everyone knew who Sammy was at the Capitol, as well as across the state uh, in the early days here in Texas.
1: So, uh, Darren, at Convention of States, we really make it a point to try and replicate things that work and uh, and the successes that we see, and especially if they serve the mission. Sammy served the mission, uh, and she served it. Uh, very well. Uh, she diligently worked at calling volunteers. She racked up seven hundred and twenty-one thousand activist points while she was a volunteer. And, and and for those who who aren't who are tuning in right now and who uh, don't really know what that number means that that means she made about fifteen thousand phone calls and she reached over two hundred thousand people um, that that fell into our database or who signed the the convention of states petition. Uh, and even to this day, there are there are several people who who ha- haven't even uh, hit two hundred thousand activist points. Um, so she left a huge impact. Um, did Did Sammy ever talk about you know those individual phone calls that she was making? Is there any cool stories that you can share where where Sammy just talked about um, how how her phone calls were impacting people who've signed the petition?
3: Absolutely. She was she was a people person uh, and she had that wonderful personality. Um, She had that infectious uh, encouragement and enthusiasm about her. Um, She prided herself on making those follow up calls uh, to people that had signed the petition. She did a lot of work behind the scenes that uh, no one even knew about helping us clean up that database and make sure that we had the best contacts with people. Uh, one of the things that she was just uh, and that, that's really how I got to know her. Um, she was part of our Texas team that called our uh, state legislators every month. And um, she introduced me to that, I uh, became part of that team. And, and those were probably her, mo- her the fondest of her conversations uh, outside of being with the grassroots and just encouraging people. But being able to call uh, our state representatives and our state senators uh, at that time, we rotated them every week. And so during her week, she would have a list of uh, representatives and senators to call and just being able to pray with them and to encourage them and 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 just to speak love. She just had that ability about her, just her simple voice uh, and the way that she would say things, let her let you know that she truly cared about you. And um, she'd love to be involved with people, whether that was our grassroots and making those phone calls uh, or doing follow-ups or calling our legislators. She was all about the people.
1: Recently, your team started a tradition of giving out a challenge coin, and it's named the Sammy Hammers Legacy Award. Uh, Amazingly, you gave the first one to Sammy Hammers while she was still living. And and it kind of reminds me of Dr. Coburn, who was a, a true zealot for Convention of States, and he worked... Uh, until the end, uh, at uh, at bringing convention of states uh, to, to become a reality. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to award this challenge coin to her, um, and just what? How does this challenge coin speak to her legacy? Uh, and and, to, and again, just kind of share us what it was like to to gift this to her.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We we were uh, we were working diligently to try to get that coin produced in time uh, and just asking God for that grace. And he gave that ability to us. Uh, And so the front side of that coin has her iconic picture that actually was drawn by another uh, uh, Texas activist, Edna Kruger, here in uh, Texas of Sammy wearing her big, bold red, white and blue striped hat. Um, But really the essence of it was, uh, as you said, she was that 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 zealot here in the state of Texas. Everyone knew Sammy uh, or knew about Sammy. Uh, and it wasn't just because of what she accomplished. It was because of the person that she was. It was because of her faith. Uh, it was because that she knew that her God was big enough to handle any challenge that she faced and any challenge that our nation faced. Mm-hmm. And so we commemorated this coin in her honor as a legacy award. Uh, to continue that type of action amongst our activists here in Texas. And it's really built around five se- separate things. Number one, vision. Uh, she was always looking for different ways and better ways to do things. Matter of fact, one of the last conversations I had with her was how we could use Telepatriot um, in order to be able to make better contacts with our legislators from a prayer ministry standpoint. Um, so she had a vision. Um, she was one of the most humble people that you would ever meet. She didn't want to be recognized. She didn't want to be in the forefront. Uh, she just had that humble. Uh, and the third part is service. She, she had that servant's heart um, that that we're all called to be. And that's that's the culture that we want to replicate uh, here in Texas and inside of COS. And then the last two were really around devotion. Uh, you're never gonna find someone better or more devote more devoted to the cause of Convention of States than mm-hmm. what Sammy was. Um uh, she would talk to anyone anytime and she probably talked to everyone every day about the Convention of States. And then the last part of that is the is that faith, is that relationship with God. Right. And, you know, one of my favorite stories was when she right before she had her surgery, I called her um, and she was telling me the story of how the chaplain came in to visit her before her surgery, and he asked her how he could pray for her. And she simply said, pray for me to understand how God's going to use me through these circumstances. And I can't think of a better testimony than uh, this award recognizing the concept of Proverbs 3 and 6, uh, to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. That was Sammy. Uh, and that was the biggest blessing of knowing her.
1: I wanna talk about the tribute book that that you and several others put together and it's it's filled with pictures and it's filled with quotes from uh, volunteers and staff members. Uh, would you be able to share with us a, a few excerpts from that tribute book that was given to Sammy and, and then just the impact that it, it left on you and the team uh, giving it to her?
3: Absolutely, so I mean, this 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 book includes uh, comments and 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 retrospect from from people that were state directors at the time that uh, we passed the resolution in in 2017, and I can't think of a better way to summarize it than what Tamara did when she said Sammy Hammers was a true American patriot. Her cheerful, happy warrior spirit was infectious for both convention of states grassroots activists, but other grassroots from other organizations who, who were encouraged by her. It was one of my esteemed privileges to work along, side by side with her in the activism trenches. Her friendship and fidelity to the cause of liberty welcomed many Texans to our fight uh, in our tight knit band of constitutional living volunteers. Wow. To know Sammy has made me a better person, volunteer and friend. Um, so, I, you know, I'd kind of go back to the previous question. One of probably the greatest tributes is when you go into our database and you see the follow ups or the first contacts that were made that are recorded there. And the number of those that have Sammy's name still by them, uh, that is just phenomenal. Uh, you know, Mark Meckler actually said uh, that Sammy is the most extraordinary activist in the history of Convention of States. Uh, and that that's a pretty tall order uh, and a, a pretty big compliment. Um, uh, about um sammy he also said she was a happy warrior and a true american patriot and an exceptionally godly woman um so i, I think from those uh, you know the message of her tirelessness as being a patriot um, her faith um and and how that she forever i mean even till the last uh, days she was concerned about how she was going to contribute she wasn't just about talking about doing things. She wanted to do something. And she was going to do something no matter the cost uh, to her. And I can't think of a better example to follow. Um, and I, I, I hope to replicate that more and more in what I do uh, and in days ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Darren, Texas State Representative Briscoe Kane, he said that Sammy's influence led him to become a champion for our resolution. So what, what impact did Sammy have on legislators and Texas becoming the 11th state to join the convention of state movement?
3: Yeah, Sammy Sammy was, was very, very close with Briscoe. Matter of fact, he attributes his involvement in becoming a representative and getting involved in politics to Sammy uh, and her encouragement. And they enjoyed a very, very close relationship. Uh, and she uh, infected him with the concept of our ability to uh, pass this resolution so that we could take back our nation and and make a difference. Uh, Matter of fact, so much so, uh, not just Briscoe, uh, but several other representatives uh, in the Texas House. Um, Actually, when she was, um, uh, after she was diagnosed and after her surgery, Uh, The Texas legislature actually passed a resolution on the floor honoring and recognizing her and her family and all that they have done. Uh, But they also sent a specially signed legislative card to her. So that tells you how close her relationships were with the legislators, not just hers. Uh, She knew Briscoe very, very well, and they enjoyed a very close relationship. But she prided herself on working with all of those legislators uh, through our prayer ministry, or through talking to them, lobbying them for our COS cause, whatever the case may be. But most of all, as a Texan and as an American, uh, she felt that that was what was best.
1: If our viewers want to find out more about the Texas team and what they're doing, and and how they can uh, continue in the footsteps that Sammy started uh, when it comes for when it comes to fighting for our nation, how can they do that?
3: Well, uh, they can go to our, uh, uh, Texas page, uh, on the COS website, um, and, uh, follow up with us there, uh, contact us there. Um, we also have several subpages. Uh, one of the things that we are embarking upon, uh, now as a tribute to Sammy is to have a, uh, a prayer warrior in every house district here in the state of Texas to work with their legislator. Uh, so that is a direct uh, contribution from Sammy, and one of the last things that uh, she was hoping to accomplish here in the state of Texas, and we're going to try to accomplish for this next year. So uh, we would love to have people contact myself or Erica Hatfield, our state director, as well. Uh, we're happy to uh, field any questions or provide any assistance that we can.
1: Darren, uh, thank you so much for joining us and and for talking about sammy and and giving our viewers just a a few tidbits of the the legacy that she left and the impact that she left on so many people um i know that sammy is is smiling uh from heaven and and looking down upon you and the texas team and is there with you uh, in spirit and so thank you and and god bless you for all that you're doing we'll have to have you back soon
3: absolutely thank you so much it was an honor to talk about sammy
1: all right, now we're going to go back to Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you.
2: Thank you, Andrew. Wow, what a great, great show. And Andrew, uh, excuse me, Darren is a friend of mine. I hope you now consider him a friend of yours, certainly a friend in the movement. And I'm going to circle back and give you guys the answer to our Article 5 trivia question. If you're wondering, what was the prize this time? Well, the prize this time is an Article 5 water bottle, kind of a hydro-type water bottle. It's a double-wall stainless bottle. It's got a little flip-up drinking spout, if you like that. It's a big-capacity bottle. It also has a regular cap that it comes with it. So if you're not the kind of guy or gal that likes the flip-up type cap any way you like it you're going to get it and by the way we only have about five of them left in the store it's one of the reasons why i'm giving this one away is because i want to prime the pump let's move those things out it's always fun to get new merchandise and if you want to see what's new including this shirt right here you can go to shopconventionestates.com. conventionestates.com Join or die shirt. I love it. It talks about the unity that we really need in this nation, yet it goes back quite a way. Okay, back to our trivia question. From the beginning of the show, I mentioned November 20th marks the anniversary of the official submission of the very first Article V application. It's 235 years ago. On November 20th, 1788, one state submitted the application. Which state submitted that very first Article V application was my question. The answer, the Virginia legislature submitted the very first application for an Article V convention on November 20th, 1788. During the Philadelphia convention of 1787 and the ensuing years at the ratification debates, there was strong argument made for including a bill of rights with the constitution. Madison was elected to the House of Representatives in that very first Congress and actually attempted to introduce amendments for a Bill of Rights almost immediately. At the same time, Virginia was not a state to sit back and wait. On November 20, 1788, Virginia was the very first state to exercise its new power to apply to Congress under the second mode in Article 5 for a state-led amending convention to propose a Bill of Rights in which would amount to an end run around the United States Congress exactly as it was intended. It's very instructive to note the language used by the state of Virginia in this very first Article 5 application. Today, many who oppose Convention of States disparagingly refer to the phrase Convention of States as a modern invention in order to avoid using constitutional convention. But scholarship really matters. And now you know why we are accurately using the name. Here's an excerpt from that very first application for a Convention of States under Article 5. The anxiety with which our countrymen press for the accomplishment of this important end will not admit of delay. The slow forms of congressional discussion and recommendation, if needed, they shall ever agree to any change would, we fear, be less certain of success. Happily for their wishes, the Constitution hath presented an alternative. By admitting the submission to a convention of the states, to this, therefore we resort, as the source from whence they are to derive relief from their present apprehensions. With other states joining Virginia in filing Article 5 applications, the first Congress felt pressure just like it's doing right now. It went to work on Madison's amendment proposals and sent them to the United States for ratification on September 25th, 1789. Interestingly enough, there have been over 500 applications for a convention of the states under Article 5, and the states have never achieved the two-thirds requirement or in our case right now, 38 states. That is, there's never been agreement from the requisite number of states for the purpose of the convention. This brings us to the historic effort by convention of states action. Never before in our nation's history has there been a coordinated effort nationwide to legislatively coordinate identical resolutions for state applications under article five. This is important because out of 400 attempts, exactly zero have made it through. The thing that is of note is some of our most uneducated detractors will tell you that this thing could run away, that crazy amendments could happen. And if that were the case, you would think in 400 applications, something crazy would have happened. But it's just not there. The safeguards are in place. I hope you enjoyed the COS live today. I hope you enjoyed our little trivia portion. Hopefully you are absorbing or you know a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. But now I'm going to turn it back over to you, Andrew, and you can wrap up the
1: show. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mike. It's time for the COS Live Mailbag. These are messages and questions from viewers like you. If you want to be featured, drop us a comment on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. This first one comes from John Luce. We the people need to take back and uh, devolve power to the states as we have sadly permitted gradually to be taken away from us. Absolutely. This is the problem that we see. The people have allowed the federal government to grow beyond uh, what the Constitution allowed uh, the federal government to do. The states now and the people need to rein in the federal government. They need to claw back some of that power. So you can you can be part of the movement that takes power back from Washington DC by getting involved with Convention of States. Go to www.conventionofstates.com forward slash take action. Go to our Take Action page. Look at all of the volunteer roles that are available to you. This is how you can start bringing power back and start growing grassroots within your local community by by getting involved, reaching out to your state representative, asking them to support and endorse uh, Convention of States. This is the movement that is going to claw back some of that power, John, that that, that Washington, D.C. has taken. All right, so this one comes from YouTube. This is MarkGo106. Only the corrupt fear convention of states. You're right. If you have something to lose, if you have uh, if you have power, and you f- and you see that there is an organization and a group of people that are trying to take it away, you're going to fear them. Of course. If you, uh, I, my mind goes immediately to that subcommittee hearing by, uh, that Congress put on a, a last month, and there were several politicians who started using fear mongering, saying that this is going to erode civil rights and that this would erode. The uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964, well, I don't think so. I don't know how taking power away from Washington, D.C. is going to reduce the civil rights of people. Uh, so when people fear their power being lost, they uh, they go to aspersions and uh, name-calling and fear-mongering. All right, don't forget, we have a new episode of Crossroads with Rita on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, tune into The Battle Cry with Mark Meckler Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch the premiere of the Article 5 Convention Simulation short film that will debut on Tuesday, November 21st at 6 p.m. Eastern Time instead of a new episode of COS Live. Learn more to, uh, Learn more by going to www.conventionofstates.com forward slash sim. Tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. for COS Live for an interview with Congressman Josh Burkeen on his endorsement for Convention of States and his insight on what's going on in Washington. Leave us a five-star review on our podcast because that helps us reach more people with our message of hope. we got a country to save. It's time for us to get back to work. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to today's program. For information, please visit www.conventionofstates.com forward slash pod. That's www.conventionofstates.com forward slash POD.